Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. The goal of today's podcast is to help you with planning the next several months. On today's show, we're talking about the impact of the next wave of the pandemic. I've got to say, this is proving to be an emotional roller coaster. While our business has survived the pandemic surprisingly well, the signs of permanent economic damage are starting to show in the broad economy. As I drive down the street, the number of permanently closed stores is growing by the week. The news of businesses being forced to close again for an extended period of time is heartbreaking. Unless these businesses are given sufficient financial aid, the economic damage will be permanent. When the lockdown occurred in the spring, it was done as a preemptive measure, long before the number of infections, hospitalizations, and deaths had increased. It took a solid 12 weeks for the curve to flatten and for the numbers to start to decrease. It's hard to tell whether the reduction in the numbers was a result of the lockdown or if it was a seasonal effect that would have happened regardless, or perhaps a combination of the two. But this time is different. We're going into winter. The numbers have already surpassed the highs we've experienced in the spring. We have a vaccine rollout that's in process, and despite early data looking promising, it's still very early data. It will take many months before a sufficient percentage of the population has been inoculated to stop the spread of the disease. And even when someone's received the vaccine, they need to continue to take care and not get infected for a period of up to 30 days before the vaccine provides maximum protection. We don't know how much the vaccine will stop the spread of the disease. Until that's known, the physical measures to stop the spread of the disease will still be required. That means wearing masks, social distancing, closing stores. That means the impact of the economy is going to continue for a period of time. The transmissibility of this disease is much higher in SARS-CoV-2 than most other common coronaviruses. In fact, there's a new mutation in the UK that's 70% more transmissible than the previous variant. It was first detected in the UK back in September. And since September, that new strain now represents 62% of the cases in the UK. We have countries all over the world having banned flights from the UK. Strangely, the US has not banned flights from the UK. We now have new lockdowns being announced daily in Italy, Spain, Germany, the UK, France. They've all instituted new restrictions. We have several states in the U.S. and many provinces in Canada implementing new restrictions. The intensive care unit capacity in hospitals is being tested in many locations, and that's what's prompting the new restrictions. We also have news organizations reporting on daily numbers, and unfortunately this can be highly misleading. On Monday, the Wall Street Journal reported a decline in hospitalizations across the country. While technically accurate, the 0.24% decrease in hospitalizations in one day is not a trend. In fact, we've seen a weekly cycle where the number of people being tested on the weekends declines and the number of people checking a hospital is also lower on the weekend. It tends to peak in the middle of the week. We've seen this pattern repeat itself week after week for several months now. Governments, the world over, are telling the population we can expect a lockdown of 28 days. Now, I personally don't believe that's even possible for governments to have enough data with which to make a decision to ease lockdowns on such a short time span. I reviewed several studies that looked at the average length of stay in hospital. The average length of hospital stay since the start of the pandemic has been very close to 20 days. The average incubation period at 5.8 days, add those two together, and you're looking at 26 days before you even begin to see the impact of a decision you make today. So to suggest you're going to see numbers even improving 28 days from now makes no sense at all. In fact, I would argue the effect would be so small it would be almost impossible to measure. There's no way that anyone could make that decision simply isn't enough data with which to make a decision. The numbers won't have changed enough in that time period. So where does 28 days come from? 
I believe that governments are choosing a time period that's long enough to make a dent, but not so long as to create a revolt in the population. If government came forward and said we need a four-month lockdown, which is probably closer to the truth, I've no doubt we'd see protests in the streets. They simply chose four weeks to appease the population into compliance. And in four weeks, they're going to come back and say we need a further lockdown. I'm going back to my original prediction back in March of 2020, in which I forecast that this disease would take 18 months to work its way through the medical system and the economy. And I'm going to stand by that original prediction. We're going into a second wave, and the second wave is more serious than the first. That's pretty clear. The vaccine won't be deployed in sufficient numbers to have a lasting impact until late summer or early fall. So as you plan your cash flow, your hiring, your travel, and your revenue, remember that we're in the middle of an extremely fluid situation that's likely to change from one week to the next. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.